Welcome to the Weekly Wrap-Up, a production of Maranatha High School in Pasadena, California. Join us each week as our host, Ms. Teresa Peterson and Dr. Joe Chai, recap some really cool stories that showcase the incredible student body here at the school. Let's listen in now. Teresa, guess what? Wait, am I really supposed to guess? Yeah. Um... (laughs) I'm kidding. <laughs> You're secretly a Swifty. <laughs> uh, I don't have any comments. Oh, on that one. no. I'm going to have to work on you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry well, to disappoint you. I'll, I'll work on it. Okay. Now, I was going to tell you that um, I, I figured out why I couldn't stop coughing uh, for four weeks now. Why? Um, turns out I got bronchitis. <laughs> you got the bronchitis. I got the chitis. Oh, um, no. Yeah, and I, now I feel terrible for subjecting you to stay in this small studio space with me while I hack a lung all over you. And yet, <laughs> thankfully to the Lord, I sit here in front of you healthy. Yeah, yeah. And admittedly, the cough is not gone yet. I mean, you probably just heard that right now. But it's a lot better. It like, is so much better. Right? Like two weeks ago, I couldn't even get through a sentence without wheezing. Um, yeah. But thank the Lord. Um Recovery is is happening. Um, Not out of the woods yet, but we'll get there. Oh, out of the woods. Dr. Chai, you just quoted Taylor Swift. Maybe I am a Swiftie. I love it. Secretly. (laughs) It's so secret. Not even you know you're a Swiftie, which I should just be clear. My mom probably knows this, but mom, being a Swiftie means you're just a huge Taylor Swift fan. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the best club to be in right now, apparently. It really is. Clearly. So today's episode is largely about just housekeeping items, but uh, I also know before we talk uh, about stuff like that, um, you had a really cool event we earlier did. this week. Yeah. Tell, tell us about that. College Counseling did our annual college kickoff dinner. Right. It's an event for juniors and their parents that starts the application process, if mm-hmm. you can believe that. <laughs> January of your junior year, you're starting to think about and yeah. frame the next 12 months toward either admission to a four-year university or a community college or whatever your journey is. But mm-hmm. we're, we started with this dinner. We had a keynote speaker uh, who is the vice president of enrollment from Cal State Northridge. Wow. David Defoe Hunter. Um, yeah, he used to work at APU. Uh, in senior management, and now he's at Cal State Northridge. Awesome. And then we had a three-student alumni panel, Allison <laughs> Chang, who's a junior at USC, mm. um, Faith Ising, who's a sophomore at Biola, and Arden Benitez, who is – he's a junior at UCLA, but technically – He's a sophomore because he went to PCC, and between PCC and his uh, AP classes, he skipped a year. Oh, good for him. Yeah. So um, he saved half of his college tuition in one year Wow. Um, and started one quarter ago in uh, at UCLA. He just finished his first quarter. So we had three students up there. They were great. They're always a highlight. The parents always love just hearing about you know, what they would do differently or what they learned once they mm. got there that they didn't think, they didn't even really consider, you know, when they were looking at a school and then they get there and they're like, oh, I didn't even think to ask about that, but this is 
actually really important to me. So it's a really fun event. I think we had about half of the junior class was there, which is pretty close to about what we can handle comfortably in the student center. So it was a full house and yeah, it was really, it was fun. I think we, we got a lot of positive feedback and it was, it's just fun to hear especially from our alumni and then just to sort of you know like we're just ending a cycle with the seniors yeah so it's fun to like start fresh again yeah yeah that's so cool this this time of year must be a blast for you guys in college counseling well we're starting to get like i think the next six or eight weeks is going to be all admissions decisions so that's really exciting and then simultaneously starting over with the junior class and meeting with families and starting the plan. And if you come into my office, there's just a list of all the schools my kids have been admitted Mm, to. mm. So by the time I get to my like March and April family appointments with juniors, the board is just full of college names. And I'll be meeting with a family and like whoever sitting in the corner by the window has a really good angle of the board. And I'll be, you know, just talking about something and I'll see and their eyes are just like staring (laughs) at the board. It's like I sometimes I think they're looking for a school and they're just scanning, scanning, trying to find it. And then invariably at some point they'll be like, this is all the places that kids kind of do. This is a really great list. That's great. So, yeah, it's fun. I love it. Well, kudos to you and your team. That sounds like a great event. So, I know last week we didn't have an episode. Um, and to all of our listeners, I'm so sorry. That's not Teresa's fault. It's just I I just could not do it. Um, and, and we just kind of thought, well, let's just take a, a week off. Um, thank you for giving me that opportunity to rest. He literally would inhale and get like halfway through an inhale and just start like awkwardly uncontrollably coughing it was the worst it felt like i actually felt badly for (laughs) like needing him to say something to me because i'm like he's better off just like with a bottle of honey that he's just like (laughs) dumping in his mouth the whole time like just keep it coated and just never saying a word i know (laughs) Man, we're back this week. We have a pretty special episode planned because um, we're going to feature another student, uh, another deserving student. And listeners of our podcast will recognize this name because we've alluded to this young man uh, previously. Mm -hmm. But before we have him in the studio, we just thought, let's take care of some housekeeping first. Yep. Um, We have a pretty jam-packed schedule uh, in the next few days. Mm -hmm. Um, Tomorrow, I know there are two events happening tomorrow, or let me me say that again. There's two categories of events happening tomorrow Mm -hmm. that are really special. Mm -hmm. The first of which is SLR. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have about 40 plus students who've signed up to go to our spiritual life retreat. This is an annual getaway for students who really want to spend the time unpacking uh, what it means to be a a follower of Jesus, but also to be rooted in community. Uh, We have, again, 40 plus students who are attending this year. We have a great speaker lined up. We have a, a, a worship team that, that we were connected to through Azusa Pacific University. It's, it, it's going to be a great weekend. Um, and so that's happening tomorrow. Another thing that's happening tomorrow, and I feel like you can speak with um, more expertise on this, is that we have a whole slew of senior nights. Can, yeah. you, can you tell us about that? So at the culmination of every regular season, 
we have a senior night on mm. the last home game of the season. Right. right now, winter sports are boys and girls soccer and boys and girls basketball. Mm-hmm. Tonight, the girls have their last home game mm-hmm. of the season for girls soccer. They'll have their senior night, and then boys and girls basketball have their final regular season home games of the yeah. season. Yeah. Also, so actually right next door to each other in the gym and right. on the soccer field, they'll be doing their senior night celebrations. Girls soccer is at 5.30. Girls basketball is at 6, so the ceremony will be a little bit before. Usually it involves parents and flowers and pictures yeah, and gifts yeah. and things of this nature. And just a celebration of, for many of them, a culmination of four years of playing uh, their respective sport. Um, boys soccer, I think, is next week when they have their final okay. uh, home game of the regular season. And then... Uh, if they play in the playoffs, obviously, they get to keep playing, but this is just their last regular yeah. season game. So it's all, always very sweet and sentimental. And I actually, so I don't, I think I've mentioned before that I have a private reading class mm-hmm. that I supervise. So I have a freshman from the soccer team in my private reading. Okay. And a couple of days ago in class, she was writing her message to one of the seniors that's graduating that's on the team and i asked i was like did you like how did you get assigned this and she said we we were all assigned saying something Mm. to one of the seniors Mm. so she was sitting there writing and wrote like lines and lines of just her thoughts on her as a player and as a person as a teammate as a friend um, so just, it's always just a really special experience. That's so sweet. You're not wrong about the emotions. Yeah. Um, like literally maybe an hour before we started recording, uh, this week's episode, uh, I was talking with, uh, Miss Danielle Babikian, mm-hmm. one of our student leaders, who's great. Uh, but she just had this despondent look on her face like, oh, this is my senior night. I'm yeah. so sad. Like, She's was, on the basketball team, it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was so sweet. Yeah. I mean, we just got to talk about how, yeah, th- this is a bittersweet moment for, for many of our senior athletes. But, man, this isn't the end either. Uh, we were just celebrating a milestone in your life. But you're going to go and do huge things with your life. I love that that there is that emotion because it yeah. means that it really meant yeah, something to yeah, them, means yeah. something to them. The yeah. the experience, the um, the opportunity to play alongside your classmates and yeah. represent the school, and you know, just all of that. Like th- when they're sad about it, it's like that's good because it means that it really meant something to you. Yeah, yeah, so, it's fun. Thanks for sharing that. Senior nights are tonight. If you can show up and support our student athletes, please do. Um, another uh, bit of housekeeping news. Uh, next week's kind of unusual. Uh, one, we have a three-day weekend, so woohoo. Woo-woo. Woo-hoo. Um, <laughs> but, but we also have um, our winter term experience. Um, can you give us a little bit of insight? Like, What is winter term for the uninitiated? And then I have a list of some of the offerings that were, you know, why don't you share with us what winter term Mm -hmm. is, and then I'll share the news I have. So winter term is a four-day experience where we do basically seminar-style classes. So we have a special schedule. In the morning, you 
pick classes that meet four days in a row. There are two blocks, so you in your block one, it's the same class Tuesday through Friday. Block two is the same class Tuesday through Friday. And then we have lunch break, and then after lunch, there's one session each afternoon. Two of them will be symposiums where the whole school is together, mm -hmm. and we'll hear a speaker yeah. in the gym. And then the other two sessions are just one-offs, just one um, one class yeah. um, that for the teacher, it's not quite as involved, obviously, preparing it. And it's like a 90, I can't remember if it's 75 or 90 minutes, something right, around there, right. where you you know, you go and you learn about a topic. So there's just a wide range, which I think you'll share with us, but there's a wide range of classes, but it's just a cool experience for the kids to do something that, like, I'm just going to pick a class I'm interested in, right. or a person that I really, sometimes they're like, I don't even care what they're doing, I just really like that person, mm -hmm. so I'm going to get on board with whatever right, they're teaching. Right. See, what's really cool about this week's experience is that to me, and I'm just kind of thinking really big picture, uh, it really shows how mesmerizing lifelong learning is. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, certainly you could make the case that, well, students learn every day, y yeah. Um, usually it's like a, a prescribed uh, sequence of classes that you have to take. There are certain requirements that you have to meet. A lot of these are core classes that you just honestly just have to do. Uh, this is just a week where you get to explore other avenues of, of inquiry and learning that you might never have explored before. And to your point about you know uh, connecting with, even if the, the content doesn't interest you, but you want to connect with a teacher you have a great affection for, you get to see mm -hmm. how passionate they are about something. And that's really, really inspiring. Some of these course titles are super, super interesting, where as soon as I read some of these, I'm like, what am I doing uh, in the day, and how can I clear my schedule? Yes. <laughs> so that I could go to some of these. Uh, I'm just going to read some of these out loud. Uh, property ownership and development. Like, <laughs> I don't even know about that right now. And right? I'm like 40 years old. And that's a last year that uh, there were some classes on that same vein. Super popular. Yeah. Real estate classes, super popular. Right? Yeah. Futsal, like soccer, but better. There's a class on silk screening. There's a class called Theology of American Country Music. That sounds awesome. <laughs> There's a whole course on the introduction to Japanese language and culture, indoor rock climbing. And you know what's fun is that I'm also planning to offer a winter term class where we get students who are interested in podcasting to kind of get a behind the scenes glimpse of, of uh, into what we do here in the studio. And fingers crossed, fingers crossed, no guarantees yet for our audience, <laughs> but fingers crossed <laughs> that... Maybe next week's episode will be produced by some of the students in that class. So I'm really, really hoping that that turns out well. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're always in the mindset of how can I train students to do yeah, things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm supervising some law enforcement classes, mm -hmm. classes on the Secret Service right. and like being a sheriff or police officer 
possibly the FBI. I'm just telling you, don't know, Dr. Chai. You don't, I really could be a sleeper yeah, CIA. You, you agent, know what worries you know? me about you supervising those classes is you're going to get so interested <laughs> that you're going to submit like a resignation letter the next day. Like, <laughs> I found my calling in life. I'm out. <laughs> I can't tell you. I could tell you where I'm going, but I'd have to kill you. <laughs> Uh, all, all, all in all, it's going to be a really, really great week. Uh, our students love it. I, I think. I think they really do, and yeah. some of them, I think, go into it skeptically, right. like, eh, "What are we doing?" Mm-hmm. And then, like, my colleague, Doctor Fields, is teaching the rock climbing mm-hmm. class, and he's got like, I think he said something like six or eight more kids this year than he had last year, right. and some of them that did it last year are doing it again, so they're going to be able to help and exactly. like. Just really cool stuff. You did not mention, I think there's multiple classes around Taylor Swift. I'm just saying <laughs> that's a whole different kettle of fish, but they're also really cool classes. I'm just saying, yeah. like, maybe you should go to one so that you can unlock your inner Swifty. Um, Clearly, that's the theme of our episode today. <laughs> How much but, of a loser I am <laughs> for no, not listening to No, Swift. no, no, Dr. Chai, no. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, just a super cool, wide range yeah. of classes. I really feel like there's something for everyone. Mm-hmm. The only caveat is that sometimes that thing you really want yeah. is full. Yeah, the thing you want, 100 other kids want it too. Right, and yeah. so, but as a, you get up to be an upperclassman, you get to pick sooner. Yeah, and, priority, yeah. Um, is Mr. Newkirk doing a grilling class yep. again? Oh yeah, every year. I'm saying, listener, if you just <laughs> are in the area, sometime, say, between like 10 a.m. and noon, just swing by mm-hmm. the academic quad because mm-hmm. all four days last year, and I assume he's doing something similar this year, he had different types of meat yeah. that they were grilling. It was and, glorious. And sometimes it would be like in class, like on Wednesday, mm-hmm. they would prepare something and let it sit overnight. And then the next day oh, they would grill it. So and good. you can't see Dr. Chai's face right now, listeners, yeah, but he, so he is reminiscing right now yeah. and getting really excited for it. I think I know what I'm getting for dinner tonight, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's really cool. I think it's a great also a community event because we have a number of teachers that don't actually work at Maranatha. Some are just from the community. Some are parents of either current or former students, and they come and just share their knowledge from either what they do professionally or some passion that they have. And it's, it's really great. A lot of our teachers collaborate with each other to do stuff together. It's very fun. It's a blast. It's a blast. I love that we get to do this over here. Well, now that we got all of our housekeeping items out of the way, um, we've alluded to this at the start of today's episode. We have a really special episode planned for our listeners. Mm -hmm. Um, Back in November, uh, we gave a shout out to one of our students. His name is Sawyer Tarampi. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was doing uh, mission slash humanitarian work out in Africa, and we uh, spotlit his story, uh, there was a lot of attention given mm-hmm. to that. And, and some people were like, wow, that was that's a really cool thing that he's doing. Mm-hmm. We really wanted to get Sawyer in, in the studio to talk about that. And 
finally the stars aligned yes and we were able to do that today and so teresa interviewed sawyer previously uh we we just want to share uh some of the things that um they discussed it's a really really great interview i want to commend you for doing that take a listen okay listeners we know you love it when we get a student in the podcast room and so we thought it would be a great idea to have Sawyer Tarampi join us. Sawyer, thanks for coming and hanging out with us. No Sawyer, for those of you who have been regular listeners, may remember is the young man from our community who in November went on a trip to Kenya. And uh, at the time, Dr. Chai and I thought that was a just like a really awesome experience for really anybody to have, but especially someone in high school. And so we thought it would be cool to have you come in and just talk a little bit about what you did um, and why you feel like it's something that's important. So uh, why don't we just start with what even goes into preparing for a, a trip to hang out with teenage boys in a slum in Kenya what, what kind of prep work do you do for that um, so with entering into any like culture outside of America um, you're supposed to of course get to know that culture mm-hmm. you're supposed to be able to understand how they see the world what they're coming from what um, they understand and how they understand it but one main thing was the um, there in Kenya, there are a lot more of a conservative conservative culture there, mm-hmm. a lot more traditional. So there's um, a lot more norms, especially for men, that you have to abide by, um, such as like being strong, being um, just ever present and super responsible. So that's obviously a lot of pressure for these boys who are. Um, a lot of them are younger than me in uh, around middle school mm-hmm. so that sort of social norm is can be choke can choke you can um, be very restraining mm-hmm. um, so that was one thing we also tried to understand um, obviously they are coming from the slums the second largest slum in Kenya which is Kamangwari which is also where the academy that we're partnering with CCP Chosen Children of Promise is located um, so, yeah. It's <laughs> That's great. Okay, so you go through all this, you know, training, presumably for several weeks ahead of time. You're meeting yeah. with the team of people that are going. Fast forward to November. You get there. Uh, and then what happens? Like, you land, and I think you mentioned earlier that it's like the camp that you are working at is like two hours from where the academy is. Yes, so the camp is not actually located in the slum. It's in, so the slum is in Nairobi, in, which is Kenya's capital, but the camp is located about two hours away at this lake, Lake Naivasha. Um, and that's just because obviously we, it's a beautiful place there. Um, it's, been, it's been where that camp has been occurring for like pretty much the entire, like since its inception. Mm-hmm. But also, one thing that is kind of striking that you might not expect is that a lot of these kids haven't seen such, like, the beauty of their own country. Oh, they, wow. They haven't been able to 
get super far outside of the slum. Sure. So they'll often only see it when they're like visiting family members that are super far away. But having a whole week experience right up at the lake and a lot of wildlife is on that campus. So um, a lot of the times we'll be like going to bed and there'll be like a security guard trying to usher us to our cabins so we don't get like trampled by a hippo. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And um, we'll do a lot of the activities center around the lake. So we'll do boat riding and not swimming because that's kind of dangerous with the hippos and all. But sure. Yeah. Um, so that's that's sort of the reason that it's so um, off campus sort of from the right. academy. So you're at the camp and uh, I'm sure, you know, you do all the activities and stuff. And then what kinds of things are the leaders wanting you all to focus on in terms of development for these young boys? So the each camp has a theme for this year. It was an acronym called WAR, which stood for Wounds Are Redeemed. Mm. So it's not the whole thesis of it is the fact that you can be wounded, but you can also be healed through mm-hmm. God. It's a um, like a clearly religious um, group. Mm-hmm. So, um, but also the acronym still accepts the existence of these wounds while in that redemptive state. Mm-hmm. So, um, a lot of it is sort of how do you deal with your wounds? How do you bring them up in a social setting? How do you talk about them really and be vulnerable with other men in your life how do you go to god with them how do you um just heal in a way yeah. that's some powerful stuff there um that's amazing okay so you know i i know for me when i went to kenya and came back uh sometimes it was difficult for me to um, like explain why it was an important experience to have to see other places around the world and how different they are mm-hmm. from where we live. It gave me a really, I feel like a really different perspective. Yeah. And I wonder, I mean, as a high schooler, you go on this trip more than once. If you had people ask you and not not in a negative or cynical way but if you had them ask you why should this be something that's on my radar this this type of experience like why should it matter to me why is it important to be concerned about for example teenage boys in a slum in Kenya you know what would you think your answer would be to that um, I think just approaching it from a humanity aspect, we have to recognize that these are boys, that these are humans that are in an impoverished condition, very impoverished, and um, suffering from the disadvantages of that poverty. And a lot of the certainties that we take for granted in this society, especially in a private Christian school where we pay for tuition, is just not an option for them. A lot of them, CCP is pretty much the only accessible um, education in that area of the slum. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, most of them, if not all of them, do not have fathers and and even not even mothers. So many of them are orphaned. And I think it's just, 
it's a calling when we see the suffering in the world to go and help out or not even just act but grieve with them mm. and enter into that suffering and experience it because when we have that perception when we see that then we also are able to be so grateful for what we have but also know how to help i think i mean that's a really really powerful concept that and i i just totally agree with you i think even just experience experiencing it one time can really change your perspective on supporting other people doing it supporting kids in schools like that where the tuition is just nothing compared to the tuition for a private school in mm. the states as you know um and like you said, really in a broader scope, just the humanitarian aspect of it, of just caring about kids that are in a situation where there's really not a lot of people who are caring for them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you don't disappoint, Sawyer, that I you're well-spoken, you have really thoughtful observations about a really powerful thing that you're able to be a part of and sacrifice some of your time during the school year to go and do. And I speak for both Dr. Chai and myself when I say I appreciate you being willing to come in and sit behind a mic and share some of your experience with us. So on just it's just another example of, of what are really amazing students are a part of. So thanks. Thank you. Gosh, that, that interview was so good. Uh, thanks for doing that, by the way. Of course. He's so thoughtful, and I could tell he was really present in his experience yeah. by his answers, that yeah. he it wasn't lost on him the profound nature of what he was learning about and getting to participate in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what what I found really compelling about his his responses because you can tell he put a lot of thought uh, into um, why he was going and, mm -hmm. and 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 he had a lot of clarity about what he was doing there. You know, I think I think a lot of well-intending people uh, they can unfortunately fall into this trap of when I go overseas, uh, I'm going to rescue, yeah. I'm going to save people. Um, but I just love how he just kind of went into it thinking, you know, I'm here to help. Um, you know, I'm here to learn about this culture. Yeah. Um, that was really, really compelling stuff. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get to feature more student interviews in the future. Um, the only way we can do this is if we know stories. So, so tell us your stories. Please tell us your stories. Uh, we love this. This is probably one of my favorite parts of the week. Yeah. Another episode coming out next week. Fingers crossed that we'll be able to hear some student voices in that one. Yay, winter term. Uh, but in the meantime, Teresa, you're going to close this out. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining us for the weekly wrap-up, a production of Maranatha High School. Maranatha is a Christ-centered, evangelical college preparatory school that celebrates the whole student by equipping hearts and minds to reflect God's glory through academics, as well as the arts, athletics, and service. For more information about Maranatha High School, contact us at info at mhs-hs.org or visit our website at maranathahighschool.com.